welcome to episode 45 of Flight, Football, and Anything Else. I'm Dave. And I'm Mike. How you doing today, Dave? Hey, uh, even though I got some of the, the fall sniffles uh, from doing yard work yesterday, better than most, not as good as some, Mike. How are you? Oh, not too bad. Uh, bears don't play till tomorrow, so it's pretty laid back football Sunday for me as far as that goes. I'm either way up or way down, depending on the outcome of the Bears, but... Right. So that effect is delayed an entire day because although I'm not really looking forward to the game because they typically don't do well when they travel west. Gotcha. And they're in Los Angeles. so The weather's probably too nice. Yeah, and the, the time differential, I think it screws them up. Right. At least that's what I'm going to go with. But other than that, I'm, I'm doing well, you know. We had the boogie bus last night, so slept, good, good. In, slept in a little late today. Had a few too many, as I always do on boogie bus. But, yeah. Uh, well, that and the fact yeah. you've been in, out, up for yeah, it was almost, yeah, it was almost a twenty-four hour day for me last, <laughs> yesterday. Uh, well, it was for everybody, but I mean awake. Well, yeah, 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 awake. I mean, so right. I don't know how that one guy stayed awake for two hundred and some hours that that we mentioned the other day because yeah. after my twenty-one, it was like, all right, I'm done. You're done. Um, I still at the one bar we were at. I still want to know what the lady gave me because I saw the the uh, founders all day IPA tap, and that's actually what I was drinking out of the can on the bus. And I'm like, all right, give me, I'll have it all day. And she said, uh, 16 or 24 or whatever it was. I said, ah, give me the big one, of course. And it was the biggest plastic cup I'd ever seen, but it was not all day IPA in there. <laughs> I don't know what it was. Helmet breaker? No, it wasn't. It, it was It was a, almost like it was a darker beer. And I sure. even had a loyal listener, Josh Wendy, he, ta- he tasted it and he agreed to me. It definitely wasn't. So I don't know if they changed the keg and didn't change the tap. Oh yeah. Or what the? Or maybe she mistakenly grabbed the tap to the left or the right of the. It couldn't have been yeah. what right because actually the uh, that tap was far right. So it was, it's either the left or. But anyway, I didn't finish that one because it wasn't. It was well. It had too much to drink, and when the bus was ready to leave, so I had to leave what I didn't drink. Gotcha. But uh, other than that, good. Good. So uh, NFL. Yeah. Had a lot of fantastic finishes today. I don't know if you saw the uh, the the game of the day was Steelers Titans in Tennessee. Where Just a the, quick highlight where they are allowing fans. Yeah, and Pittsburgh jumped out and it was like, wow, maybe Tennessee slightly overrated. Yada yada yada, whatever. And then all of a sudden, Tennessee got back into the game, made a game of, it, and actually had a chance to tie it and send it into overtime with a Gaskowski field goal, and he missed it. So. Uh, Steelers remain undefeated at six and zero with a twenty seven twenty four victory. As long as my new running back uh, scored at least a couple times, he, he got one for you. Yeah, um, and we'll get to that in the second segment. Um, Browns beat the Bengals thirty seven thirty four in a back and forth game with a touchdown in the last fifteen seconds. Bengals, they you know I think they've got some pieces in place. They can't stop anybody right now. Right. Um, I'm glad and, to see Mayfield has got something to be, you know, happy and proud of besides his commercials. Oh, yeah. Um, they, but they did lose OBJ. He it looks like he may have blown his knee. Um, Ouch. Oh, but, but it was an interception. He's trying to make a play, and it was a non-contact injury. But apparently, you know, episode 44, we did it a little differently. We, you know, we didn't do ratings. Oh, yeah, We yeah, just yeah, did the right. Oktoberfest, which... I had fun doing, but I, I apparently, that a lot. apparently we're still I'm still out of whack because uh, we're already talking sports and we haven't even cracked the first beer yet. Oh wow! <laughs> what the heck? 
Because we normally, we crack the beer. And yeah, then, well, it's been that kind of day with right. me, but with other stuff. But yeah, okay. Yeah, but yeah, so yeah, so let's, let's backtrack again before we get into the sports. Otherwise, we'll Re- have to power should slam this first beer. <laughs> Reverse. Um, anyway, the first one we got is Bruno, the baby beer cat from Fat Orange Cat. And the reason why I picked this out is because if you remember correctly, episode 17, uh, one-time listener, Mike Kerchak, uh, I don't know if he still listens or not, but he brought us beers back, and the one he brought back was I Don't Like Mondays by Fat Orange uh, Cat. Yeah. And I rated that a 4.33. You rated it a 4.20, so we both really liked that. So when I saw the Fat Orange Cat on the can, I'm like, well, we really liked I Don't Like Mondays, so yeah. let's give Bruno the baby beer cat a, a taste. 16-ounce can. 6.8% and the infamous NA for IBUs. Got that very light New England haze to it. Yep, and then it's uh It'll be refreshing to get back into the IPAs as of last week we didn't have any IPAs of the eight beers we sampled. Right. Cheers. Cheers. I like it. Mhm. Orange, orange taste. Uh, smooth too. Maybe that's why there's the there's the NA on the IBUs because there's no bitterness. Almost tastes like an orange juice or not not uh, orange juice grapefruit. Yeah, there, yep. yeah, not yep. orange yep. Yep. grapefruit. Yep. Yeah. When you were saying orange, I was kind of in my head. Hmm, I think I, I think I, I was tasting grapefruit, but reading the label, fat orange cat, right. and so my my mind said. Uh, orange well only a slight bitter a uh, bit of bitterness from me just like as if you were drinking like uh, that grapefruit type right. of flavor yeah yeah i'm gonna have to research Enjoyable, though. yeah i'm gonna have to research fat orange cat because this is uh looks like a two for two out of mm-hmm. the ones we've sampled anyway but well anyway back to the sports back to the sport um yeah and the other game the falcons they just find ways to lose <laughs> and Typically, that's the Lions' job. Right. But did you see the game or no? I did not. Because he a play of selfishness actually cost the Falcons the game. And in fairness, the selfishness, he didn't. He, he thought of it at the last second. The Falcons were down. Um, Gurley got the handoff from the nine-yard line, whatever it was. Yeah. The first Lion hit, hit him, excuse me. And then the second Lion... Hit him and then just rolled, deliberately let him go because it was like, well, the only way we're going to win this game is if you let him score. And Gurley, when I think when he realized that, wow, that guy didn't even really try to tackle me. <laughs> he tried right. to he tried to fall down, but as he was falling down, he couldn't turn far enough, and the ball landed on the goal line, which gave the Lions, you know, yeah. 47, 57, whatever they got the ball, and then two passes later, Stafford hit Galladay at the ten, and um, then. They reviewed it to see if it was a catch. It was a catch, but since the Lions didn't have any timeouts, they take 10 seconds off, so they went from 13 to 3 seconds. So when it was spotted for play, they had to spike it. Two seconds left, and on the last play of the game, um, uh, Stafford hit Hawkinson for the win. So and, unlike in the Bears game. Right. Yeah. right. <clears throat> I take that back. That was actually to tie it. Okay. And then Lions being Lions, they got it. Uh, Amendola got non sportsmanlike on that, yeah, of course. so that pushed the extra point back. I mean, right. Prater has plenty of leg, but he did miss a forty uh, some yarder earlier in the game. 
So it was, it was like a 45-yard extra point, and um, he made it, and there was a penalty, but the penalty was on um, the, Falcons. the Falcons for – I think they lined up over the center or something. But, uh, but yeah, so – so the, yeah, the, the a lot of the, I mean, they, they were an exciting game. Like I say, the Browns, I mean, the Bengals are one five and one, and then um, Cowboys. Boy, you talk about a team imploding. Last week after our podcast, they were just absolutely drilled by the Cardinals, but still led the division at two and four. Right, and then um, the the Eagles came back and beat the Giants to go to two four and one. And then the Dallas was at the Washington football team today, and the Washington football team destroyed Dallas again. Wow. And um, it was uh, yeah. it wasn't even close. It was like 29-3. to Right. And now they are in second. Washington is in second at 2-5. and five. The <laughs> Eagles are 2-4-1. Washington's uh, second at 2-5. and five. Dallas is... It's, um, Two and five, but obviously Washington beat them head to head. So, yeah, right. and then the Giants. I guess technically the Giants at one and six are still in the thick of things. <laughs> so, um, and then uh, do you think do you think the Dallas situation is because of the the Dax injury? Oh well, no, because they they actually ended up winning that game that he got hurt in against the Giants. Right. They can't stop anybody. Okay. I mean, if Washington scores twenty nine points on you, you got. That's what the I major okay, amount right. of hold. Well, that was going to be my next question. And then, uh, um, you anybody out there that had, I'm sure none of our listeners watched that game, Dallas Washington, but it, you got a YouTube, Google, whatever source of your uh, video is the hit on Andy Dalton because they went to their third string quarterback, and I mean the hit. I mean I am you. I've talked about it many times on the pod that when, you know when men were men and yeah, yeah. you know like the '85 Bears highlights, most of the hits on their quarterbacks are actually penalties today. Right, they, they weren't back then, and um, but I tell you, I mean, <laughs> and it, it looked like Andy Dalton may have been killed. I mean, this guy came flying through, put his shoulder right smack in his face, and I mean, yeah. I don't know if he was right. out cold, but obviously. He did walk on, off under his own power and obviously missed the rest of the game for uh, concussion protocol. But sure. And then, um, so yeah, it was. Yeah. I, I, One of those you feel it in your own team. Yeah. yeah. And I wanted to the guy who came in for him. The uh, I'll never remember his name, but it's a cool sounding name who made his NFL debut. But wasn't good enough. The Cowboys still suck. So. <laughs> and then we got uh Oh, one last thing on football. I don't know if you saw it. And it ties into baseball a little bit, and I'll go full circle here in a minute. Um, the Thursday night game, Daniel Jones, the quarterback, just on, on a run. It was an 80-yard run. It should have been a touchdown, but then all of a sudden. Oh, like, yeah, 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 I saw it, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I think his body, upper half, got maybe yep. a little ahead yep. of his legs, and then he fell down. So they ended up scoring, so they could j- joke about it. But um, and If then you I, don't run that far often right. enough. Oh yeah. You know, I mean your legs just fill up with lactic acid and they stop working. <laughs> well see. And that's what it is must have did because I mean you could see it too, because I mean like at the twenty five is looked like, oh he's gonna score. The twenty he's gonna score and then like all of a sudden the fifteen you could see him like locks up. Saying, just locks up. Um and uh I guess indirectly that did cost him the game because the Eagles needed some time to 
for the game-winning drive, and if the Giants would have needed to run two or three extra plays to score a touchdown, they wouldn't. No, that would have given the Eagles more time, so never mind, that didn't cost the Giants anything, um, other than him getting his balls busted. <laughs> and now everybody's thinking, well, how in the hell does that tie into the World Series? <laughs> um, World Series, uh, game five tonight, series is tied two games to two. Uh, they've alternated victories. Game one, Kershaw finally came up big in a big game. Uh, Dodgers won eight to three, and then the Rays won game two. Dodgers won game three, and then last night, which I was just seeing bits and pieces of as we would go to the three bars we were at. Yeah. And uh, Tampa Bay won a back and forth wild affair, eight to seven. And on the last play, Randy Rose Arena was on first, and as the ball was hit to center field. With, there was two outs, he just was on his horse. Yeah. And he just was motoring. And the center fielder for the Dodgers booted it. So that I think that allowed the game to be tied. And then Randy Rose Arena just kept running. running. But and when he got around third base, <laughs> he must have had that lactic acid as he was just churning from first to third because once he he blew a tire coming yeah. around third base. And the relay throw, he was out by 30 feet. Oh, yeah. But... The ball bounced away from the catcher, it, it, like he yeah. like he caught it and then he fumbled it and it was like twenty feet away from him. So a, a, a Rosarina got up and ended up, ended up scoring the winning run. So two professional athletes, <laughs> the, just a simple thing of running was difficult for him. But yeah. obviously pressure situation. And yeah, 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 yeah. And they are human beings. I mean, right. Yeah, and I would imagine you know with that kind of a thing. I mean, I don't know. I'm sure professionals do like speed work. They do some sprinting. They do some running. But I don't know if at that pace, that far of a distance. Yeah. I mean, that's right. I mean, you well, especially a quarterback. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, you remember high school, even by 50 meters, a lot of times, if you're even racing a friend on the high school track, you know, and you start off pretty quick. I mean, by 50 meters, you're starting to feel it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, Hell, when Ruby and I jog, I'm feeling it within 25 feet with my left <laughs> knee. Um, speaking of running, probably two of our loyalist listeners, uh, Dave McPeak and Nick Witzke, they want to know when the, uh, what, is it, what is it called, the beer chug challenge? Oh, the... They want to know when we're doing that because they, <laughs> they want to come watch it. And I'm like, all right, I guess if we said we were going to do it, I guess if we're going to be a respectable pod, we got to at least live up to our word. All right, we'll look at the calendar and... We'll see where we can fit that in. Now, a true, I was, uh, I think a true beer chug challenge or whatever it's called. Right. I was talking. Some one, people call it the Miracle Mile. Okay. Because if you make yeah. it, it's a miracle. That's uh, that's what the one guy that worked at one of the accounts I visit. No free ads. Um, he, the one qualifier is I believe your beer has to be five percent or higher. So like you can't do right. a Mick Ultra. Right. I mean, because that's. Yeah. So, but obviously you would want to do, I don't think you would go with something as heavy as the Bruno no, the Baby Beer Kit. Yeah, I mean. That'd be, that wouldn't work well. So, but I was thinking all day IPA, but that actually is only 4.7, so. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, huh, we'll have to come up with something. Anyway, before we rate uh, good old Bruno here, uh, what else in sports? Mm, I don't know, there was You mentioned uh, Big Ten starting up. Oh, yes, thank you. Uh, Big Ten did start up. Michigan State. I was going to um, say, apparently Michigan State didn't get the memo. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, I watched probably half of that and, and uh, absolutely ineffective 
I mean, I was texting back and forth with some alumni friends and basically saying I thought a really good uh, high school D1 yeah. team could probably stop Michigan State, at least on Saturday. Well, six turnovers is going to be tough to beat anybody. I oh, mean, yeah. I think they had six turnovers. Um, it was, yeah, you, uh, can't, you can't win with six turnovers. But what I see in, the, in football, and we talked about it last week, is like there's a lot more upsets because I, I think some of the bigger programs – Lost some players. I don't yep. know, okay, I'm going to the NFL. So right. that, that obviously hurt them. Yep. And I think, you know, obviously Alabama puts more into their football program than, say, Bemidji State. Sure. Not saying the guys at Bemidji State don't work hard or anything, but right. they probably don't have the Alabama program. Right. But because of COVID, Alabama and Bemidji probably did the exact same thing. True. You know. True, true. I yeah. mean, so that puts everybody more on the... Little, and that's why you're level you know, playing field. That's why you see, you know, Oklahoma with twenty losses and um LSU with five losses giving up hundred and fifty points a game and Exactly. Uh, Indiana beating Penn State went going for two. I don't that, I don't think that guy made that. That shouldn't have that wasn't a good two point conversion. Yeah, I didn't actually see that one. Oh crazy to me it looked like he was down. 20 yards, be- he stretched out, but it looked like he did a belly flop on the ground, and then the ball hit the pylon. Oh, wow. Yeah, From the can't. Pat McAfee tweet, anyway. Yeah. I'll show you when we're on break, and I, you can uh, let me know if I'm smoking crack or not. All right. Yeah, but uh, Notre Dame stays number three, uh, beating just shellacking Pittsburgh 45-3. to I think and they then, got a uh, date with Clemson either next week or the week after. Yep, it's coming up. Yep. And... Um, yeah, Clemson ended up beating up on Syracuse. So Syracuse is still, uh, I don't know, they lost again. I know they lost last week as well. Uh, Wisconsin, big win over Illinois. And Iowa ended up losing um, to Purdue. Oh, all right. Um, and then uh, Michigan ended up pulling one out against uh, Minnesota. Minnesota, yep. That was I actually saw some bits and pieces of that game as we were going from bar to bar yeah. last night. I thought Nebraska was going to have a shot at Ohio State. I was watching a little bit of that at one point, so I, I was getting excited. It was, like, it was excited. fourteen to fourteen or something. Then yeah, Ohio and then State Ohio State, State yeah decided yeah. to they figured a couple things out and put the hammer to them. Well, that's uh, I think Clemson. I don't know if anybody can beat them other than maybe Alabama if they, if they do have a playoff and those two meet up, but right. Because I think Clemson will beat Notre Dame. I would think. But then again, I also said that the Patriots would be <laughs> far better than Brady and the Bucks, and yet another thing I'm wrong about, Dave. I mean, so I mean, clearly I know shit. So just whatever I say, do the opposite. Apparently, that's been your mantra for a little while. Yeah, but hey, at least we can rate uh, Bruno the the baby beer cat. Nobody can tell me I'm wrong. There you about go. That absolutely. So, um, Fat Orange Cat, I don't like Mondays, gave a 4-3-3. I think that had a little more bite to it than this one does. So, I like this beer a lot. Um, but I can't go the 4.33. I'm going to, guys, let me take one more drink to see if it's four worthy. It's close, but it's not four worthy. I am going to give... Bruno, the baby beer cat, a nice stout 3.97. And no, it's not a stout, it's an IPA. <laughs> so I'm right along with you. Uh, I've already got it written down. Boom. Yes. All right. 
All right, so where do we stand in line with the untapped crowd? Ah, in the in the in the same neighborhood, the untapped rating. Uh, I did not look at the number of check-ins, but I can probably do that real quick. Um, untapped came in at four point zero three. So I mean, we were yeah right rate, there. Yeah, we were right in the range of the uh, untapped crowd. So yeah, a good beer, and I'm gonna have to like I said, I'm gonna have to look up. Uh, uh, other beers by Fat Orange Cat, because right now they're two for two. Oh, yeah, I agree. All right, Dave. Hey, before we get to our second tasting, little, uh, you know, you always got to keep the listeners on their toes. You know, yeah. They get, oh, yeah. They get used to one structure. They get and, lazy. Exactly. So I'm going to do a little corrections, not really a correction, more of a an apology corner here. Um, episode 44, we did our Oktoberfest, and... You know, we, we, I had it lined out. We were going to do all the separate tasting, yada, 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 whatever, whatever. But I didn't know what glassware we were going to use, whatever, whatever. And loyal listener, we've already mentioned him once in this pod, uh, Mr. Chuck McPeak. He said, hey, when I went to uh, Sam Adams and toured the brewery, yeah, which I've also done before, but I didn't get the, the glass that Chuck did. He gave two glasses for us to use to oh, sample okay. the right. Oktoberfest. And then when the, the, the flight sets came from Amazon, I forgot all about it. So uh apologize, Chuck. The offer was appreciated immensely. But then, you know, the day of the pod, you know, the, the, the flights came the day before, and I forgot all about it. So I apologize for being such an asshole. I think we'll be able to use... I mean, if you still have them. Well, we I still have them. That's what leads to the next question. Now, where, did you give those to the pod as a donation, <laughs> Chuck, or do you want those back? So let me know when I see you next. But uh, um, no, no pressure. Yeah, yeah, that with yeah, yeah, no plan. But hey, you know, uh, the pod takes all the charity that it can get. But you know, we're rolling in money, but we still take in any charity we can get. Um, and also, our uh, flights, football, and anything else, cracked staff. During the break, looked up a couple of things. Ben Danucci. Ben Danucci. He is the uh, 23-year-old out of James Madison University that came in for the Cowboys okay. when Dalton was knocked loopy. Gotcha. Um, and the other thing is um, 4,072 check-ins for the 4.03 rating of Bruno the Baby Beer Cat. So yeah, That's reasonable. Yeah, not, four, yeah 4,000 check-ins. Yeah, no, not nothing. crazy. But I would imagine it's a smaller brewery, I would I would guess. But uh, thanks to our uh, crack staff for that. But anyway, mixing it up a little bit here. Uh, the way I set it up, the tasting's up today. We go IPA, non-IPA, IPA to finish it off. Second tasting from Lansing Brewery is a Velvet Villain, which is an Imperial Porter. Comes in at 8.2% alcohol and 25 IBUs. Now, I am going to be honest with you, Dave. Yeah. Uh, I purchased this six-pack. Can't even remember the store we got it from. Not not Horex. Yeah. Um, Maybe Ideal? No. it was uh, Liz and I made a road trip. And, um, God, it had to be around July. So... Freshness could be a factor with this beer, but it was it kind of got buried in the back of the fridge, and then right. it was your turn to buy beer, and then we received donations, and so yeah, just yeah, to, yeah. It, one it, thing led exactly. Yeah. So anyway, All let's right. crack this bad boy open and see what we got. A little bit of a pop on the, you know, 
little little velvet mo- villain. A little motor oil color to it. Shh. We all know that guy. The guy that always has a plan and the right thing to say. That's the guy you keep in your rearview mirror. That's the guy you never trust with your your car keys or passwords. Velvet Billin and Por- Imperial Porter is that kind of beer. So sinnerously smooth, say that fucking word, Brinkin. <laughs> you will forget it's a porter that packs one hell of a punch. Don't let your guard down and play nice with this silky swindler, or you might wake up stranded and without a cent to your name. Don't say we didn't warn you. Best served, cold and often. Cheers. Cheers. Just like our man, Mike Peters, the champ. Oh. Mm-hmm. Very smooth. I think I love that the same sinisterly smooth. Exactly. I think that's what <laughs> I think that you you know, you're drinking your first one, you say, ah, this is eight point two my ass. And then about your third one, you're like you're you know, you got yeah. dual running down the side of your mouth, passed out in the corner. Duke agrees. I think do you think it's possible like when we pass each other walking our dogs, Duke and Ruby? Yeah. They're they're kind of communicating one another to sabotage Maybe. the pod. Yeah. Because yeah. at one moment, yeah. Yeah, whether it's we're at the How long did you bark last time? Yeah, yeah, like Ruby walks by Duke's. I think I got more airplay than you did. And right. then, so now Duke's like, oh, you, I'll show that bitch. <laughs> Literally a bitch. I mean, right. that's, right. that's what you the bitch. Yeah, you weren't talking bad about your dog. Um, oh, uh, before we get into Larry's favorite part of the pod... We could actually do a whole segment or actually a whole separate pod on COVID shit. Oh, absolutely. Another instance today. Now, again, teachers or whatever. I don't care. But you're on the rail trail. Or not you. I'm on the rail trail with Ruby this morning. Right. And I know I've said this before, and this is a different person, so I'm going to say it again. We're walking. And as we get within 10 feet, yeah. I see the mask go up. Right. If you and maybe it was a courtesy to me, maybe she's COVID positive and says, "Hey, I respect this guy." And it's like, "Listen, lady, I don't care." I mean, but were, you were you going to? I mean, if, if she, yeah. I'm sure she wanted to come up and French kiss me. I, I mean, I don't blame her. Who doesn't really? I mean, I could see the twinkle in your eye from right. time to time, wanting to get a little closer to the champ. Yeah, you're not my type. But uh, or you know, or did I mean I didn't even acknowledge her. And right. I'm on. The cement grass side, walking north on my right. Yeah, she's on the grass side. Oh, yeah, walking south on her right side. Right. So we easily have the six feet. Yeah. So if if you're that paranoid, maybe you should just walk up and down your steps for right. your exercise. Right. You know, and it's not like I came running up to her and said, "Hey, uh, uh, where's the nearest uh, AIDS infected?" Whorehouse, because I really want to, and then spray and spittle all over her face. Right. Because then I wouldn't mind if she put the mask up as I'm spitting all over her face. Right. Right. But it's just like it's it, it, that right. that little. It doesn't make shit, sense. Yeah, yeah. It does. It's dumb. Yeah. I hate it. Well, maybe if you were wearing your "I don't give a fuck" T-shirt, I should. Yeah. <laughs> then she wouldn't have put her mask up. No, and and some people are still under the illusion that you know, like if you have the mask up, then. It reduces your chance of, uh, it, but still, even at eight feet or whatever right. you guys were, yeah, I know, I understand. 
Yeah, that's that's it doesn't make sense, but like nothing about a lot of this stuff makes sense depending right. on where you work and who you are and you know. Right. Yeah. And, and like I said, uh, you know, okay, enough about that. We we we've, we've discussed that, but it just it just is yeah. funny to me that I mean, because like if Cause like, you, like, you want to say what are you doing? Right. But not only yeah, ex- exactly. And it's not only that, it's like okay, if you're that afraid, you probably shouldn't have came out in public. Right. Because in public you're going to see somebody. <laughs> I mean, and, right. and if you're that afraid and you become a reckless, okay, hey, that's your business. It's your life. Do it. Right. But it's just, I, I don't know. It's just yeah. silliness. Um, anyway, on to Larry's favorite part of the pod. Uh, first annual flights, football, and anything else, fantasy football league standings. Now, when last we talked, I had like three or four players remaining, and I think I, w- I said, I think I'm going to take over the lead. Right. Well, my three or four players remaining, <laughs> didn't do anything. And as we sit heading into this week, and with a few players left, it's, I I think, depending on what <laughs> Kyler Murray does tonight, I should regain the lead. But Josh has 232 points going into today. He's got four zeros with Kyler Murray left. Um, I was 10 points behind Josh. Mahomes and David Johnson at 18. So I'm actually ahead of Josh right now. And I have Hopkins left and he has Murray left. Um, Henry is at 206 with Wilson left. And you are at 142 and you're done. And Lamar Jackson was on a bye. So looking like through seven weeks, unless Kyler Murray goes off tonight against Seattle, I will be a week late in my prediction. I will be leading heading into week eight. But we shall see. We shall see. Yes, and I will. Larry, I, I'm gonna Larry make a, if you would like more in-depth info on uh, how the scoring was done, uh, uh, direct message me at at ffaep.com. Is that ff? F-F-A-E. No, ffepod. Whatever. F-F-A-E. Yeah, our, our, our crack staff will look that up later again. <laughs> at ffae. Okay. Yep. Yep. So, uh, but I'm just looking to see if uh, my new running back, Derrick Henry, I'm looking in the next uh, week or two, if he can get somewhere around 26 touchdowns and 1,000 yards in the next two games, I might be able to take over the lead. Well, what you need is Michael Thomas to either stop, he, to get healthy and to stop punching teammates, and he'll be all set. <laughs> but, I mean, he's played one game for you. I, I know. I know. Um, anyway, uh, this day in sports. Yeah. You ready? Oh, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. How many? Uh, I got three. Do you got, uh, you want to go first? I'll go first. Oh, I, yeah, okay, you go first. All I right. got all kinds of them. 40 years ago today, and the only reason I bring, I, the only reason I mention this one, it kind of ties in with my third one. Yeah. So, 40 years ago today, Mike Weaver KO'd Jerry Coach. It's either Coatsy or Coatsia. I can't remember how they pronounce it. I remember the name, yeah. you know, back when I was a 13-year-old lad. Yeah, it looks like Coatsy. Yeah, so we'll go with Jerry Coatsy. Uh, in 13 rounds to win the heavyweight title. Um, like I said, I, I brought that up mainly because it ties into my third TDIS. But more importantly, I don't even remember who Mike Weaver was. Much less right. the heavyweight champ. Right. I mean, I think when people say the champ, they'll say, oh, that's Mike Peters. <laughs> Before <laughs> right. they could say Mike Weaver. Right. I mean, come on. I don't know. That, that's what I would think when I hear the champ. 1981, one year later. 
New York City Marathon. Defending champion Alberto Salazar retains his crown at 2 hours, 8 minutes, 13 seconds. Now, you know, I think, well, if you're, you know, if you're between 45 and, you know, and up, maybe maybe a minimum of 40 years, I don't know if 40 years old, probably not, probably 45 years old uh, or older, uh, the name Alberto um Salazar probably rings a bell somewhere in the sporting world for in the sporting world for you, but uh, yeah, he won a lot of marathons, uh, Olympic runner, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, to do the twenty six point oh, I'm looking over at the wall, the twenty six point two, because um, for some reason I forgot what the point was. Whether it was point one, I think a five k is three point one. Twenty six point three. No, well, it's not. It's point two. I'm pretty sure. Where are you looking at the wall to find that answer, though? I got those medals over here. (laughs) Okay, I see what you're saying. Because I've got one right there. Oh, it doesn't say it on it. You won a marathon? Or you ran a marathon? I ran a marathon. Oh, okay. You ran a full marathon? Two of them. Which one? Two marathons. Detroit. Both times. Where'd you Detroit Marathon, uh, 2010 and 2011. 45 episodes in, and this is the first you brought that up? Oh yeah, oh, humble brag. <laughs> well, I don't. I just I don't. It a uh, couple like four or five half marathons and two marathons. Um, actually, my first marathon I qualified for Boston, which was really kind of a shocker. It was kind well, of one. Why didn't you do it? Uh, because it, it's minimum two grand to go to Boston and run in that marathon. When you're talking about travel, hotel, the hotels are. Well, insane. if you think you can win it, I'll back you. Oh hell no, I can't win it. <laughs> Jesus. No, I mean, I, I did in Detroit. I did pretty good in my age group. I think in my age group, uh, so I was, the first one I was 40. I want to say somewhere I finished like 517th in my age group. And how many in your, no, I mean, even if there was 500. A few thousand. Okay, so that's yeah. not, you know, you're yeah. the upper quarter then. Sure. Yeah, I um, think there's like, I think there was uh, in the marathon itself, I want to say there was Twelve to thirteen thousand people that ran it that day. Um, yes, yeah, I'd, I think I would. I would run a marathon, kind of like uh, Kevin and um, the uh, uh, Stanley from the office. Office, yeah. When they ran for uh, <laughs> rabies and they just went to the bar, had a few beers, and then got dropped off at the finish line. Funny story. Two thousand eleven. The the uh, buddy I was running with, he started cramping up in his hip like mile 17, and by mile 20, we were on the sidewalk, and I was stretching him out. Uh, we had to stop and walk and stretch one more time, and uh, between Did mile... did that hurt your time? Between mile 24 and 25, we were kind of like, eh, eh, you know, we're just running for fun at this point. We're not going to hit our goal. And uh, right at the end of mile 24, right along the Detroit River, there was a tent, and guy was had all kinds of little six-ounce Dixie cups with beer. Like you know, and he's he he was he was shit faced. He was three three shades to the east, and um, you know we you know we're out. Oh, no thank you, no thank you, no thank you. We got about twenty feet past the tent. We looked at each other like, what are we doing? I had him keep walking forward. I went back and grabbed a couple beers. So we had a beer All right. Uh, right before we hit mile twenty five, which actually helped a little bit. Right, actually. Yeah. Um, and what uh. 
And again, this this isn't a put down. This is almost like almost jealousy on my end more than a put down. But you said around mile marker seventeen or twenty or whatever. You said it was well. We're just doing it for. At what point is that fun? <laughs> Running for fucking twenty miles. And I tell you, I yeah. mean, <laughs> when I Ruby and I have three. We uh, I call it the small, the medium, and the long walk. The long walk actually goes through the school behind the football field. Right. And pick up the rail trail. That's the long walk. The medium walk is we turn on grass shit, and the short walk is I turn at the fire station. Sure. By the time we get, on the days we do do the long walk, by the time we get into the school, I'm saying, why the fuck did I do the long walk today? Because I'm, and that's what, I mean, I'm only like a mile and a half from home, and that's like a three and a half mile circuit. Right. And I'm, so I'm 23 miles short of a marathon. <laughs> I ain't no fucking way. I'm doing 26 miles at one time. It took me five years to get to that point. Of uh, my first 5K was in Bay City. I shit you not. All I'm doing is I'm looking at uh, Vets Park going down the main drag there. I forgot what that is coming out of Vets, Vets Park going uh, east. But um, I've only worked for that company for 26 years. I still don't know what that street is. I know where you're talking about, but I don't know what It's got is. all the old lumber baron mansions. Yeah, going oh, down. That, is, that center. Out, going out to Garber. That's center. Okay, okay. so center. Yeah, I'm going down that. center towards Vets yeah. Park, and I kid you not, the only thing I can have in my head is don't quit, don't quit, <laughs> don't quit, don't quit. And I'm not kidding. I look off to my left, and there's this little elementary school kid. Just like, he's watching me, looking at me like he's afraid I'm going to die. You know, as he's running past me, he's passing me. Uh, so that was my first, like, road race. And five years later, um, you know, I, I do that marathon. And you just get to a point where you, like the runner's high is a legitimate thing. You get to a point where you're just in this stasis. Um, and you get kind of like, you almost, I don't know, you almost get high on yourself because you're like, holy shit, I'm running 20 some miles. You know what I mean? All right. Well, I'll um, probably never know that feeling. Well, so. I don't know. It, I guess the only out in order to get that feeling, what I'm going to have to do is I'm going to have to have knee surgery, knee surgery <laughs> before right. I do that. Yeah, I don't think I don't know. I can't do it again. Um. So yeah. Uh, all right. My second. By the way, Bay City listeners out there, am I right? Was that center? <laughs> I, 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 but the, with all lumber homes, that is uh, Center Avenue. I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um. 34 years ago today, a day that will live in infamy for us Red Sox fans. Although we do have four titles since 2004, so fuck 1986. But anyway, <laughs> October 25th, 1986, trailing 5-3 with two strikes and literally on a couple of occasions down to their last strike. The New York Mets rallied to win Game Six of the World Series, six to five, in what most people refer to as the Bill Buckner game. And I tell you what, Dave. Okay, that was what ended it. Right. But it was John McNamara, Calvin Chiraldi, and Bob Stanley who pissed that game away well before the ball got underneath. Bill Buckner's, because let's say Buckner makes that play. Right. The game is tied. Who knows what happens in extra innings? Oh yeah, no. I so agree. because I guess because it was the finality of that game, it was the ball got the ball gets by Buckner. 
and uh, Ray Knight scored, and they won. They literally won on that play. But let's say he makes that play. Yeah, they're going to extra innings. You know, right. what if the Red Sox go one, two, three in the eleventh, and sure. then the you I know mean, then, then the next guy hit, the next guy hits a walk off home. But John McNamara's piss poor managing. Um, Calvin Schraldi and Bob Stanley pitching. I mean, if you look closely at the, if you go back, the video isn't as good because 1986, you don't have the high def and everything. But I think you can literally see the piss dribble down their legs (laughs) as they're on the mound mound pitching. Right. And then, I mean, the game was tied on a wild pitch by Bob Stanley. And then Bob Stanley in the the locker room afterwards has the audacity to routine ground ball gets by him. I don't know what to say. It's like fuck you, loser! You balding scumbag. I mean, he was he was terrible. He was a right. he was a shit pitcher, and he's gonna just throw Buckner under the bus, right? And no, it was like I mean, yeah. so and to be honest, if you watched it, I because I watched um, four days in October, which is about the Red Sox World Series title, but they referenced the Buckner play. Scratch that. Got my thirty for thirties mixed up. Um, <laughs> catching hell. The, the Bartman incident, right. for the Cubs, they reference uh, the Buckner the, thing. And that's how the guy got interested in the story, whatever, whatever. If you watch the play, I'm not sure Buckner beats Mookie Wilson to the bag anyway. So the game, the game well, maybe it would have been first and third, and the next batter would have been up, and the, they would have played on. But I, I'm not sure Buckner would have beat Wilson to the bag anyway. So anyway, that happened yeah. 34 years ago today. And the Red Sox had an early lead in Game 7 and should have won it and, and didn't win it. But for the Red Sox fans that hated and wanted to kill Bill Buckner, I say you're all idiots because it was the other three that were way more important. And I, lost I, the game way I even, th- I even think what Dwight Evans said was more of a factor than Bill Buckner because at Shea Stadium they say congratulations to the 1986 World Series champions – Boston Red Sox before the bottom of the tenth started, and because Dwight Evans said he looked over there and said, "Oh fuck, why did they do that?" Uh-oh. And he's like, "I didn't know that." Oh yeah, that Dwight Evans said he he looked and he said it was only on there for a second, and they immediately took it off, but it was going into the bottom of the tenth because yeah. the Red Sox had just scored two runs. It was five to three, and then Dwight Evans said he was out there just finished, you know, getting loose like they do in the outfield, and he looked over at the scoreboard and said, "Congratulations to the." 1986 World Series champ, Boston Red Sox. Oops. And he's like, that's not good. No, that's <laughs> oops. But uh, all right, what's your next one, Dave? All right, so my next one, <clears throat> excuse me. Who can forget the 2003 15th college football holy war between Boston College, who beat Notre Dame 27 to 25 in Chestnut Hill? Why is that significant? Because like you say, Either you love Notre Dame or you hate Notre Dame. And in this situation, Notre Dame got beat, so it's a good day. All right. Um, I don't remember that. When you said said Boston College, I was immediately thinking the Miami game when Flutie hit Phelan at the buzzer. I don't don't really remember. You know what? When I I was going to read that, I was thinking, well, some people might think that's why I'm reading that. Right. Well, I I just don't remember that. I mean, obviously, if the... Flutie to Phelan didn't happen on October 25th. We couldn't, you couldn't really give it as this damn sports. Right. Because, but uh, I don't remember that game though. What year was it? Uh, 2003. So they, they, you know, they, it was the 15th college football holy war. Okay. Is what they were, you know, that what they were marketing it as. 
So, oh, because Boston College is, uh, yeah, yeah, okay, yep. Um, that's almost like, uh, I think Notre Dame Boston College is a more of a war than, uh, who, uh, Palestine's who uh, is against the Palestinians? Oh, what the Israelis. Okay, yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think Boston College? <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's, I think that's more of a holy war oh, over there. Oh, all right, well, yeah. I guess it depends where your priorities lie. <laughs> um, all right, in my third and final this day in sports, and again, the reason why I gave the first one. So, October twenty fifth, nineteen eighty, Mike Weaver won the heavyweight title. Fast forward ten years, or 30 years ago, the 30th anniversary, Evander Holyfield knocked out Buster Douglas in three rounds for the heavyweight title. I think I actually remember watching yeah. that fight. And I was yeah. still pissed because at that fight, because that was just sh- shortly after Buster Douglas beat Tyson. Right. And I was a big Tyson fan. And that Tyson never, ever would have lost to Buster Douglas had Customato not died. But he started... When Customato died, he lost his mentor. Sure. And then it became a business. And then he got Don King involved. And then all it was was a business. And it was just helter-skelter in the ring. And that's why he got beat. But anyway, so that's my third and final. Do you have any more or? I actually don't. I I didn't see anything jump off of there. Well, I did nothing really jump, but like I said, the, the only reason I uh, the only only reason why I brought the first one on board was because I thought it was kind of cool that the heavyweight title oh, was yeah. won on October twenty fifth, two different times. Yeah, well, it, at least two different times. I mean, at I least guess, right. Yeah, so no, some other things like nineteen ninety six. Frank, brother of Yankee manager Joe Torre, receives a heart transplant. Right. So what? Yeah, yeah good <laughs> I'm sure Frank. a lot of people received a heart transplant yeah. that day. So you know there was some stuff in there like that. So, all right, let's rate the uh, Velvet Villain. You go first. All right, I'm going first. I'm telling you what, man, smoothness. There's some good flavor there. There's a little teeny bit of a bite. Yep. Um, I'm going four point zero. All right, that's four worthy. Damn it, Dave. Now you got pressure on me. Because I, like you, the so sinisterly, that's a tough word to say. Sinisterly. Sinisterly, thank you. Sinisterly. Smooth is the perfect description. Oh, yeah. Because you're drinking this, it's like, hey, that ain't no big deal. You know, this is good beer. Right. Um, But as our listeners know, I rank beers on a night tonight. Do I stun the listeners and say that I actually like the porter better than IPA? Because I love the the Bruno, the baby beer of cat. Right, but you're. Well, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, you know what? I could I, have four or oh, five yeah, of these and yeah. get wrecked. Oh yeah. I still have four more in the fridge at home. I just may <laughs> do that after the recording. Um. You know what? Three point nine seven for the baby beer. Listeners are going to think it's a cop out, and I'm, I'm just being a copycat. Pardon the pun. I too, will, I'll, I'll go for it as well. So we rated it the same, yeah. I, you know, because I did. That's happened a couple times before. Yep, and uh, it's uh, oh, we're two for two. Hopefully, our final selections uh, makes it a trifecta. And let's check the uh, on tap rating. 
uh, again, you know, now, first selection, we were a smidge under the on-tap rating, but in the ballpark. And this one, we're slightly above the on-tap rating with 3,865 check-ins. The Velvet Villain Imperial Porter came in at a 3.83. Oh, wow. That's a little less than I thought it would yeah, be. So, yeah, so especially with it being an 8.2 because on tap seems to really favor, favor the, the high alcohol count. Right. But, yeah, this surprises me. All right. And actually, the third beer is the one I was the most excited about, so hopefully it does not disappoint. All right, Dave. Jeez. Already at our third and final tasting of episode 45. Uh, we continue with the Murky Series from Austin Brothers Brewing Company in Alpena, Michigan. Uh, episode 37, we had uh, Mirko Polo. Yep. Episode 38 was Shooter McGurkin. Yep. Or McGavin. Well, Merck. Merck Gavin. Yeah, Merck Shooter McGavin. And today, in theme of Halloween on October 25th, Austin Brothers Merkenstein. Um, 7.2 with 55 IBUs. It's got the old, with the name Merkenstein, you can imagine that it's, uh... I think it's actually Stein, because it's Frankenstein. Oh, okay, fuck it. Stein, <laughs> Stein, tomato, tomato. All right, Merkenstein. Unless Good he's... Good call, you Frank. Fuck, I was wrong, Dave. Unless he's Jewish, he could be Jewish. No, nah, you're right. I mean, shit, if you're going to point out every mistake I make, then fuck, the podcast will last eight hours. Well, it's me or Larry. Well, that's true. Yeah, you're right. So it's Wimbledon and Frankenstein. <laughs> so so Frankenstein. All right, good call. Good call, out, Dave. I got to, I, you know, the champ's got to be grounded from time to time. I appreciate <laughs> every, it. Every once in a while. All right, let's crack the old. Anyway, the can, though, the old uh, Shelley. Isn't that uh, who wrote Frankenstein? Uh, Shelley. Oh, I think um, you might be right. I, oh, I can't think of it right now. All right. Oh, similar color to uh, yep. Bruno, our first pour. Just by the color, you'd know it's uh, New England style. Yep. So it should be fruity. Oh, yeah. Read the back of the can, Dave. Now, um, did you give the uh, alcohol in the... Yes, I did. 7255. Okay. I don't know where I was. Um, well, I spilled... Well, I didn't spill anything. It was the drippage of the uh, ice from the cooler. Um... I hate drippage. Oh, I'm almost in cheers. cheers. I do too. <laughs> Similar to uh, Bruno, but no bite. Almost yeah. none. At least yeah, for they, me. Yeah, that's uh, and it's because there's no grapefruit. It's a different fruit taste to it. The, the right. Citra and Mandarina. So that that must be from the Mandarin Orange family, perhaps. Perhaps I, I would imagine. Yeah. Fuck, I don't know. Sounded good, though. <laughs> well, no, I, w I would imagine it is. Um, anyway, before we get to our random question, you, you, we're going to call it, like, uh, story or no story. Rate the news, in the news. Did you hear? Whatever you want to call it. Sure. Listen, listeners, reach out to us. What should we call this segment? Now, obviously, based on when we record, we typically... Re we record Sunday nights. Every once in a while we have to make a switch, but typically it's sure. Sunday nights. Yep. You know, so some of the stuff we talk about is, dare I say, old news. Passe. But, I mean, fuck, I mean, unless we're going to make this a three times a week pod. Right. 
I mean, you know, which would be nice, that, but that means we'll get rid of our other jobs that are bogging us down here. But, so, anyway, story number one. Yep. The Joe Buck, Troy Aikman, air quote, hot mic. Yep. Did you hear that? Nope. Anyway, for the listeners that didn't, they're doing the uh, Buccaneers game at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa Bay, which does allow fans in Florida, but a smattering. Yeah, correct. And Aikman says, that's a lot of jet fuel just to do a little flyover. Buck responds with, that's your hard-earned money and your dollars and your tax dollars at work. And Aikman says, that stuff ain't happening with the Kamala Biden ticket. I'll tell you that right now, partner. I heard it when yeah. I was watching the game. Yeah. And I, I, I thought nothing of it. Because I, I, too, am like, really? Like, why is the Goodyear blimp at a dome stadium? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, so why are you flying over with 8,000 fans? Exactly. I thought it was just two guys just busting chops and making a joke. Right. But, I mean, they're damn near being vilified for like, oh, they're against the military, they're against Trump. They're, they're just... And for all I know, Aikman and Buck may be... Um, sons of uh, um, anarchy. No, the uh, <laughs> oh fuck, the guy we killed the, the the guy behind 9/11. What's that guy's name? Fuck it, my mind is slipping. The, the terrorists that we want to oh, Osama bin Laden. Yeah, okay. maybe they're disciples of Osama bin Laden. I don't know. Maybe they hate Donald Trump. I don't know. Maybe they hate the military. I don't know. But I don't think you can. I rate this as a non-story. Because it is I, a non-story. Exactly. I, 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 I would love to argue with you, but I can't. Because exactly. That's, that's dumb. It is very dumb. It's like I because th- I thought the same thing. You know, when he said that's your taxpayer dollar at work, I actually laughed. <laughs> I mean, and, and I didn't mean any. You know, thanks to all our military people that, that listen, Brandon King. I don't know if you still listen, but you're an ex-military guy. Thank you for your service. Um, thank all those. I'm not. I'm not belittling the military. No. But why do a flyover if there's hardly anybody there? And somebody's got to fucking pay for that thing. Those those five fighter planes that come flying over the stadium oh, for a, twelve seconds—that ain't that's not free. No, that's like a fifty thousand dollar. Yeah, I bet you that's on the low end. Oh, but, probably on the low end, sure. Just in fuel. And again, it's not like they they, you know, it's not like Aikman said, "I fucking hate the military. I wish these things would crash and kill us all." <laughs> then you'd have a story. It'd be like, "Whoa, that was a little harsh for TV, no, wasn't Detroit?" Yeah, it. it you, I, I, I'm going to go back to what we've said before, okay? Media, social media, everybody's got to try to get their angle to get their 15 seconds of fame. So somebody goes and writes a story or, you know what I mean? Everybody's going to try to take that and expound upon it and blow it up. And, you know, so I get my article read or I get right. my, you know, whatever. Because right, so that's, that's how the media works, you know what I mean? Well, how many likes did you get? How many right. listens did you get? How oh, many, for sure. You know. Um. All right, so we both agree. That, so know, even if it's stupid, right? You know what I mean. Well, so we both agree that story number one is no story at all. It is no story. All right, story number two. Uh, uh, loyal listener Blackhawk Larry tipped me off on this because I happened to be on a Zoom call and he said, "Well, don't." And I'm like, "Huh? Oh yeah, did you hear?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I researched it. Um. The CNN reporter Zoom call, 
Did you hear it? You, come I on. didn't. You live in a bigger shit? I All do. Right. I'm right now with my work. All I live right. in a bubble. I, I can. I can. I've well, got only. The, but <laughs> once, once, the, once the leaves stop falling, and I don't have to do yard work, I don't have to do anything else, and I'm just sequestered in my home, and I have to go to home to work. I'm uh, in the snow flies. Then I can start paying attention to. I'm only at like fifty percent of the leaves falling off, so I'm kind of waiting on my. I'd like to only have one more lawn cutting left, but like I say, two of my trees are like at fifty percent leafage. Is that a word? Foliage? Foliage. Whatever. I like what, leafage. Leave, I like leafage too. Rhymes with cleavage. <laughs> so uh, anyway, <laughs> CNN's Jeffrey Tubin, T-O-O-B-I-N, was seen masturbating during a work Zoom call. What? Tubin is a staff writer for The New Yorker <laughs> in addition to his CNN duties. Was allegedly caught masturbating doing a, during a Zoom meeting in front of several staffers from the prestigious magazine. He was sus- he was swiftly suspended by the New Yorker. <laughs> no. While CNN downplayed the incident and said they were granting him some time off. There were so many jokes on social media that actually hashtag me Tubin was, <laughs> was trending. <laughs> now, okay. But he leave hey, his camera on? What happened? Well, I don't care if you leave your ca- camera on. When I have to, when I use my computer. On a Monday, on my day off, like just to verify hours, and I and I take it into the uh, shitter TMI. I know everybody, but I'll even though the camera's off, I'll still, you know, yeah, put a piece of toilet paper over just to make sure because I don't want anybody, <laughs> you know, I don't want you know anybody from work seeing me, you know, taking right. a shit while I'm approving hours. <laughs> so. The guy obviously, it's like, and you know, if you take that laptop to work, nobody's going to touch it. Now. Exactly, that's good. I like that. That's a good thing. Um, but it's just like, what in the world? And don't tell me it's a sickness. Because hey, I'm all about you know getting a quick one in there and just rip one off. But come on, while you're on a work call, hey, if it's too now, this would be a non-story to me if uh, Jeffrey Tubin was a single guy. And him and his girlfriend were doing a Zoom call. And I was like, hey, baby, what do you think of this? And she's like, you know, she takes, she unbuttons her blouse. And he, and it gets gold from there. And then it somehow was hacked into and released. I'm thinking, hey, it's big deal. It's him and his girlfriend. And they were spicing it up a little bit. That's, that's an old story. But I mean, how badly do you have to pleasure yourself? Where you're like, oh, this is a big one. Oh. <laughs> come on, the media. Like, come on now. How in the world? <laughs> You're you're working for Christ's sake. You're like, oh, I, I got it. There's no way I got to do it right now. There's no way in the world There's you no cannot way. restrain yourself from that. It's like, how dumb are you? You got a you got a problem if that's the case. But it's like it's, it's not. I'm not even. He better not. Or you got a problem if you're that much into your work. He better he better not come out and get like kudos. Like, oh, I, I, I'm a sexual deviant. and I, I need help. It's like, oh, bullshit. That's you're that that you're just fucking trying to cover your tracks. Because I'm sure <laughs> you're in the middle of your you're working all of a sudden you're just gonna flog it. That's just crazy. That's dumb. So I mean it is a story and I think it needed to be so I think this is more of a story than the Aikman thing, but it's like, come on, dude. You, I mean you well, that's for, definitely the Aikman thing's not a story. This is a story. And the, I mean this is like the New Yorker and CNN, this isn't just you know, this isn't the Saginaw News or that paper that they throw out in the middle of our driveway once a week. I mean this is definitely a story. <laughs> Because I'm about to throw up, I'm laughing so hard. I don't, but 
what is uh, like CNN says, CNN says, well, we'll grant him some time off. I'm like, are you serious? Like, you know, come on. Smack him in the back of the head and then fire him. <laughs> exactly. It's like, you know, whatever. It's just so weird that like, oh, man, I'm working on Well, geez, I got to do it. <laughs> I mean, it's like, come on. You couldn't finish the call and then do it? I, I mean, I guess, you know, maybe that was the thrill of the moment. I'm like, oh, man. What? You got to stop because I am going to throw up if you, st- if you keep going. I mean, like, if, that's a, if this was his plan, I mean, what better way to, like, just say, give the big F you to your company? Like, you're on a Zoom call, all of a sudden you drop your pants. And all of a sudden everybody's like, what? What's going on? It's like, holy shit. Oh yeah, but what other, you know, that would be a great way to, I mean, that would be a classic mic drop. Say, like, hey, fuck you, I'm, I'm going to Fox News. <laughs> but whatever. Anyway, so. <laughs> yes, I agree. That's a story. Oh. Oh, my God. Wipe the tears from my eyes. This oh. is crazy. All right. Oh. So, <laughs> random question. Uh. All right. I've got three of them. You've got to at least give me one if you can come up with three. Great. Um, the most disturbing places, situations, events you can remember being a part of. For instance, and I'm not making a joke of uh, September 11, 2001, had you been in the World Trade Center and were able to, obviously that would probably be your number one. That would like, be horrible. Yeah, like, hey, I was in the World Trade Center. I got you beat, Mike. I was in the World Trade Center. That was my, or it could be something as simple as, yeah, I ordered a pizza and the waitress brought out a uh, right. bloody sanitary napkin. Because oh, <laughs> that would probably be a disturbing yeah. moment. That, right, That would yeah, that would be a little disturbing. Um, okay, so this is right. uh, relatively on the spot. Yeah, very much so on the spot. So, so I will give you an example. I'll start because I've got three. Right. My number three. All right. When we went to see the Oakland Athletics baseball game, uh, I don't think Justin and Nick listened to this game, but they could correct me. I think they were playing the Giants. And from the start to the finish... Other than the fact that I was with family, it, I mean, it was just like a horrendous experience because to get to Oakland is, yeah. is like, you almost feel as if you're in a third world country. You get off the subway yeah, and when every overpass and underpass and exit ramp and this is covered with barbed wire, you're thinking to yourself... How safe are we? <laughs> right. Now, if it was me, you, Fish, and Larry, we probably wouldn't even think anything of it. But when you know, I'm oh, with yeah, my wife with and family. my two yeah, kids, oh, yeah. it's like Jesus Christ, what's going on here? I mean, I mean, are we even? And then you, I'm looking around the stadium because, like, you know, in my ballpark ventures, which hopefully COVID doesn't ruin that because I still got two more parks to go to. But um, you know, you're looking around like, oh, okay, there's a restaurant over there, and okay, boy, that bar looks good. I mean, there is nothing. I mean, it was worse than the old Tiger Stadium. I mean, it was nothing. Right. And then we get to the game, and our seats are great seats, but there's no cover. And, I mean, it was only like 85 degrees, but I think we lit, I think our seats were literally on the sun. <laughs> and, my, and Liz, who loves hot weather, right? by the sixth inning, she, 
had you, to go into yeah, the vibe. Yeah, into exactly. The, yeah. Went in the bathroom and would pat herself down. And I think I'm going to be sick. And she was, and if she's hot, then it was hot because right. it was like, and then not to mention the fact, I'm, we're sitting at the game, and this is probably what made the, the trip the worst. Fucking foul ball. Fans dream. I couldn't lie to you and say, was, you know, I'm going to exaggerate. Say, oh, man, it was a fucking screamer. It wasn't a bloop, but right. it wasn't a screamer. Right. Fucking goes off my fucking fingers. It was a, a e, EF for E-Fan. I fucking butchered the play. <laughs> and, and I looked at Nick, and I'm like, and he's like, how did you miss that? I'm like, fuck, I don't know. And so anyway, so all those factors in the one, that's my third most uh, disturbing uh, event. I was paying so much attention to yours. I'm going to go with my first one, and then I'll think of my second one. But uh, I remember going up to, uh, we got a family cabin uh, up north, and we stopped in Cadillac at McDonald's, which we typically did. And I know that we ordered, uh, a couple of us ordered the the nuggets, the chicken okay. nuggets. All right. So this is back in 80, what, like 85 maybe-ish? Yep. Okay. So the kid in the back takes out the tray that has the nuggets that they heat them up in, and they all spill onto the floor. He picks them back up with his bare hands. Puts them back into the tray, sticks them back in there for maybe five seconds, pulls them back out, puts them in the little cardboard box, puts them in the bag. You see it all happen. The bag goes into the little chute. The person grabs the bag out of the chute. Boom. Here you go. Here's your nuggets. Did you take them or no? Oh, hell no. Oh, my God. My dad went absolutely apeshit. So it's like, you know, that, and so for me at that point, that was A, yeah. really embarrassing, B, really gross, because I like, I don't think I could ever, I don't know why, it's like, you know, maybe they drop Big Macs or other stuff on the floor too, but you know what I mean? I can't eat a nugget to this day, because yeah. I'm like, well, All they right. probably ended up on the floor of a McDonald's. Yeah, because he probably was a young kid that did it. Yeah, well, he was a teenager. Yeah. yeah, so he probably didn't think... I don't think he did it out of spite. It was probably... Uh, it would have been worse if he would have blown off each one. Like, right. you know, he, get he stuff would, off He him. was probably thinking, like, oh, fuck, if I tell my manager I just lost 18 nuggets, I'll be fired. So, <laughs> Put so, them back in the... Yeah. Um, my second one, uh, vacation we took to Niagara Falls. It was my mom, my sister Jen, and her name was, was Kathy Pimentel. Other than the boat in Niagara Falls, which is kind of cool to be in Ni- the on that the boat that goes right by the falls and you see the waterfall, that I do remember that as impressive. But every other aspect of that vacation was absolutely horrible. Um, <laughs> do tell. Probably, you know, and Mom and Jen, I love you very much. You know that. Um, but I was 12, 13 years old. So, like, when you had to go into the dressing room... They, you know, three girls went to the girls, and I had to go to the boys, and so I'm all by myself. It's just like oh, every yeah. nationality in the world, you know. I'm, you know, so I come out. So you got short my, ones and long ones, and, and, I, and I can't come. You know, when I come out, <laughs> I'm ready with my raincoat on. Why did you have I, to go into a dressing room for a raincoat? Well, because if you wanted to change clothes, I, I can't. Oh. Remember, like I said, I was only twelve or thirteen, whatever it was. All right. And then, um, so we go in and, uh, um. Then when I come out, I can't find them right away. So as a 12-year-old, I'm like, well, fuck, you know, now what do I do? You know, I'm lost. And, you know, 
eventually found them, obviously. Sure. And the hotel was horrible, and they're just like, all you heard was screaming and everything. And then, like, it was just a rotten. I just did not like that vacation at all. Like I said, I love my mom and my sister. You know, no, no ill will there, but it was just one of those things that I was not happy with that vacation. Um, uh, my second one, the only one I can think of right now, my, uh, uncle, uh, was, um, was one of the main guys at, uh, Irish Boat Shop in Charlevoix. So he had access to some of these bigger sailboats, right? And I remember being a little kid and they got, we all went on this sailboat. You know how some of them, they get tipped over like 45 degrees yeah. and they get cruising and like people lean back, you know, they've got the harnesses and I don't know as they had a harness or anything like that. I just remember being in the hull of this thing and the boat's on a 45 degree angle, just hauling ass across either Lake Michigan or Charlevoix. I can't remember where it was. And I was terrified and they kept trying to get me to come out. Now, now, now today, you know, I I don't know, I might be out there, you know, I might be on the edge of that thing, yeah. you know, leaning back and and dipping my bald head into the water as the, you know, the boat's cruising across the Right. I just remember looking up at these people going, "You're all fucking crazy." Because this boat's going <laughs> to like tip over. I don't understand like, you know, at the time. Um, I remember being it was supposed to be something fun and I was absolutely terrified. So, how old were you? Oh, I don't know. I must have been like eight, nine, or ten. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. And then I'm almost certain in episodes one through 44, I have mentioned this. But it's worth a mention again on how horrific and disturbing this. Uh, and it kind of ties <laughs> in with story number two of. Uh, story or no story that we mentioned earlier. Um, I want to say a group of us, you know, guys, probably 23-ish, and we uh, touched on Hopkins. Boom! You know, I don't review it because I don't know if he was in or not, but I'll take it. Anyway, we, we go to a Tiger game, have a few beers, you know. I think, I want, God, I think Black Huckler is with us, and he would have been our driver. And you walked into a Bukaki. No, <laughs> similar though. It, it, it was kind of almost was... like indirectly Bukaki related. <laughs> we uh, we're, so we're coming over the Tiger game, seventy five. He's in seventy five South. No, I'm sorry, seventy five North. We exit. We want to check out the. Uh, we like what's the Velvet Touch all about? Let's let's go check out the Velvet <laughs> Touch. So we go to the Velvet Touch, and it's like you know. So we're all buzzed up, you know, drunk and everything. And it's like, you walk in there and the first thing you, that first thing that hits you in the teeth is um, like a body odor masked by incense burner, burning. <laughs> so it's like, oh, okay, this is like, wow, that's, you know, it's just like, does somebody smoke weed in here? It's just nasty to begin with. And it's like, all right, so and then you're looking around, oh, yeah, look, look at that big dildo. Like, wow, look at that thing, you know. No big deal. And then it's like going so to the peep show room. So there's <laughs> literally little closets with probably 13-inch TVs covered with plexiglass right. over the TV. Yeah. And then 
you have a box of Kleenex. <laughs> Jesus. And then, you and, and as you're, you know, so we, you know, we go in there, you, you put your quarter in, and then you can watch any number of adult movies on that. <laughs> And then, like, on the plexiglass, you can see the residue of... Oh, my God. So, you know, somebody that had missed his Kleenex. Oh and it's like, it, oh. you, you get in there, and, and I'll, I went in there, I put the quarter in, and I'm like, you know, grab a Kleenex to kind of turn... Because it was one of the... Yeah, there no, was no remote, remote controls. Yeah. It was like an no. old-school TV where you turned it. And then, like, well, yeah, I well, that's why this is one. Not because I'm laughing. That's that's one of my worst experiences. And then, you know, I get to it, and I'm like, all right, that's it for me. And by the way, no, I did not do a. uh, Even though it wasn't a Zoom call, I did not pull a Jeffrey Tubin in there. It was like this is so. It's like seriously, it's like people literally. You, I mean, why not? You know, it's just weird that people. Why would you do that there? It's just it was so bizarre. But hey, you know, we we were 23 and drunk coming home from a tiger game or whatever and it was like you know velvet touch open 24 hours so and it was just it was a real seedy shop to begin with right and it was just like uh, anyway so that's my uh most disturbing <laughs> moment event that i participated in winner winner chicken dinner because <laughs> i don't have anything that's going to that um i think it's still open though so i mean if you want to see if they've cleaned up their well, act see i knew bit. you know I, one thing i thought of when you started in with that is i thought of uh, a party at uh when i went to michigan state and i was in one particular room of this apartment we were talking everything was normal you know da, 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 talking to people socializing etc cetera, etc cetera. and i walked back into the kitchen slash dining room area and there's a dude sitting there on the couch, completely buck naked. He's the only one in the place. You know what I mean? That I mean, it's a normal, just a, a very chill gathering. And I sat there and looked. I'm like, what in the hell? And this guy was just, he was like, he was nuts. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, that just really... Yeah, it ruined the movie. It kind of ruined yeah. the... You know, it was just a really relaxing, just a good night. And then I'm like... What the fuck are you doing? What are you doing? Did you ever find and out? And he actually, when we were leaving, he stood up to, sh- he must have known one of the people that I was with. He's like, hey, you know, he stood up to shake hands with him. And the guy I was with slapped him on the ass. I'm like, all right, I'm out. This is dumb. All right, I'm out of here. What the hell is this guy doing? What's his problem? Yes, I mean, did you ever find out why there was that was just, yeah, it's just like, you know, hey, he's just like, I mean, he was just kind of like had that nudist mentality, I guess. I, I mean, know. like, like, like the ladies didn't call him tripod or anything. No, just, no, I don't. I don't think so. I don't know. I mean, we were on our way out at that point because I, I have no idea. But I, I remember a couple of he was sitting on the couch with a with you know a girl on each side of him, and they were just talking. And he was know? still nude at that time. Oh yeah, yeah. It was just bizarre. Very bizarre. A little that's, disturbing. That's weird. first time I had seen anything quite like that. But yeah. All right. Well, hey. Yeah, to each his own, I guess. To each his own. Yeah, he's probably sitting in some nudist colony in the in the Caribbean Jamaica, or something like that. Jamaica, I was say. Jamaica, yeah. yeah. All right, I think without further ado, we rate Merkenstein. So let's see, I went 397, four point for Velvet Villain. It's going to be a real close rated, but boy, did I hit a three-run homer here with the... Uh, yes, you did, I agree because with that. I did like it better than Bruno the Baby Beer Cat. 
and Velvet Villain. You know what? I think the winner of the night is Velvet Villain, believe it or not. I pick a porter over an IPA. So I got it. I have to go 3.99 because I did like it better than Bruno. So I'm going to go 3.99. And for those uh, avid listeners of ours, um, this is what I had already written down. I don't know if you're going to be surprised by that or not. 415? This is my favorite of the night. All right. Because it's got a little bit more flavor than the Velvet Villain, according to me. And, yeah, I've got it at 4.15. All right. Hey, um, I'm not going to argue that pick, Dave, because, number one, it's yours. I mean, right. who am I to say what you should rate it? And number two, you know what? I mean, if my favorite T-shirt was not Rehab is for Quitters, I think maybe part of my problem is I like the Velvet Villain so much because I like that uh, center's fully smooth and I just get ready to get fucking punch right in the teeth. Because, I, uh, but I'll tell you what, I, you know, I'm going to hurt my shoulder here patting myself on the back because I fucking brought three, fuck, I, I brought three big hitters to the table did. today that did not disappoint. And you are actually closer to the untapped rating. Um, I did not check the. Let me look up the check-ins here real quick. Doing it Henry's way kind of throws us off a little bit. Oh boy, we should check this in because we would be a small crowd. Yeah. Um, the untapped rating is four point two two, which is very impressive. Yeah. Until I tell you this. Yeah. Twenty nine people have checked <laughs> in with it, but it is a fairly new release. Merkins uh, Merkinstein. Uh, Frankenstein is Merkenstein is Merkenstein. Yeah, Frankenstein. Merkenstein. Frankenstein's on the can, right? So um, it is a fairly new release, but shit, that's twenty nine check-ins is the lowest beer we've ever ever. Yep, so yeah, for sure. I got to put something on there. And not only that, the artwork on the cans is probably the best trifecta. Oh yeah, that you brought yep. in. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, I, I'll continue to hurt my shoulder and pat myself on the back. I did a fucking fabulous job, listeners. But what I don't do for the listeners, you guys should fucking appreciate. Hey, you know how you can thank me? You fucking listen to this cocksucker. <laughs> but, you know, actually, as I look down in my glass, I can see I'm out of beer. And as the late, great Stuart Scott would say, you ain't got to go home, but you got to get the heck up out of here. Mm.